Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you and we praise you. We bless and magnify you. Thank you, O Lord God, for more and more giving us a taste, O Lord God, in a small fashion of what heaven will be like. We pray that you would create in us clean hearts, O Lord God, during this month, so that we can find ourselves in a great force field of light and love to be protected from the things, O Lord God, that you are getting ready to allow in this planet. Clean us up, O Lord God. Clean up our minds. Clean up our hearts. Clean up our language. Clean up our hands, O Father God. Clean up our feet. Clean us up, O Lord God, so we can be fit for your use in these last days. For right in the midst of the mayhem, you will do a quick work. A great anointing will rest upon your people, O Lord God, to move with the speed of a thousand men in these last days. But it will require us to be clean. It will require us, O Lord God, to be completely submitted to your will and to your way. It will require us, O Lord God, to lay down the flesh and our own ideologies and only follow the mind of Christ completely. Holy Ghost, teach us, lead us, guide us, cleanse us with your mighty fire. Burn off everything that is not like the Son of Light. Burn off everything. Burn off everything. Burn off everything, O Lord God. And while it may make us uncomfortable at times, and some will even fight against it, in eternity we will be glad for it. Thank you, O Lord God, for those that are willing to bypass their feelings and do what they need and not what they want, O Lord God. Do what they need and not what they want. We bless and honor you. Thank you. Glory and honor be unto your holy name, O Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God, hallelujah. The Lord will begin to reward us more and more for taking a stand. The Lord, his eyes go to and fro throughout the planet looking for someone through whom he can show himself strong. And many of them have found themselves weak in this hour and not strong, disengaging instead of running at the giant. So you'll find that during this season, because I'm, I'm not going to preach, I'm just going to allow uh, Devon and Linnea and Lisa to share. They all shared with me separately. They had something. And so uh, we're going to allow them to share uh, what it is that they're supposed to share for a moment. And I'll end it by showing you, uh, I think I might have a word for somebody. And then I will uh, show a uh, show a video. Um, so, can't remember what I was saying a moment ago, but um, you can go ahead and put up that one scripture for me, Jamal. I hope you, I don't know if you got that message about Acts chapter 13. Thank you, O Lord. You can go ahead and be seated for a moment. It's up there. Thank you. Thank you, O Father. amazing how you can change an atmosphere just by pressing in. When you see me come up and push you, it's because I know that there is a barrier. There's something on the other side of a barrier. There are invisible barriers. 
and uh, and if you can press like a bubble, it's like a thin thin or a thick film. And if you can press through it, the Lord is waiting for you on the other side. And um, and sometimes he you get to the other side and you recognize there's a change, and you begin to minister to the Lord. And um, I just want to bring this scripture up before Devon comes up. Um, it's in Acts chapter 13, uh, King James Version, uh, verse 1 through 4. It says, Now they were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers, as Barnabas and Simeon that was called Niger and Lucius of Cyrene and Manian, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. And as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, that's what we were doing, is ministering to the Lord. Um, and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. And you can continue to play for me because we're not going to be here for long. Um, so that's very, very important in regards to that scripture. It says, As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, most people don't minister to the Lord. They pray to the Lord or they complain to the Lord. And, uh, but the quickest way sometimes to get the Lord to do something for you or to move on your behalf or to speak to you is to minister to him. Worship is something that God does not do for himself. That responsibility is left up to the ones who say that they love him. And so if you will give him, and let me say this, I know unfortunately in this day and hour, uh, sexual intimacy has been greatly perverted um, and is continually becoming more and more perverted okay but what sex is to men is what worship is to God and so um, and sometimes masturbation is a form of self worship that's why God is, doesn't want you to do that that gets over into other deeper things okay? but but God God can't do that for himself and so when you will please the Lord that way and worship him and, and, and do that then he has no choice he, he, he receives that and then he will speak. He may not speak at that moment, but he'll speak when you need him to speak. Uh, you'll be riding the car and the Lord will drop a bomb on you and you will have no idea that it came from that worship. Okay. And so, uh, so I just wanted to encourage you to do what you did here in your home. Um, Devon is going to come up and share some things. I mean, share something that the Lord placed on his heart in regards to the importance of this. Because let me say something. I, uh, I had a very, very strong word today that I'm going to minister tomorrow instead, I'm assuming. And, um, but y'all, let me say something. For you all, you have got to stop sinning. And you have got to stop half-stepping. The Bible says to shun the very appearance of evil. If it looks wrong, you shouldn't even be near it. But what we find in the body of Christ is that people are half-stepping and getting as close to full sin as they can. And they're short-circuiting the things of God. And people are compromising. And, you know, and that's a lot when it comes to relationships. You know, whether it be living with someone you're not married to, whether having sex with somebody you're not married to, marrying somebody that you shouldn't be marrying. Y'all, the list goes on and on, whether it be people still using profanity and thinking it's okay with God and he's still working on me. No, he's not. That work is completed. You got to work on yourself. There comes a time, you all, where you stop saying you're struggling. There comes a time when you stop half-stepping and making excuses. There comes a time where if you don't instantly change, it is just simply too late for you. 
And all I can do is keep telling people the truth and they get offended when you tell them. You know what, because there's some people, like Lester Summerall said, that they love their demons. And we, you know, as, as with inner healing and deliverance, those two formats, we run into people, we can't do nothing for you because the demon has empowered them and they like the power. Power over Jesus, dark power, okay? And so there's, scripture says that there are some men that they love death. And some people don't love it, they like to hang around it. Y'all, you gotta be as clean as possible Otherwise, this stuff out here is going to get you. Because I'm telling you, I've had enough. I have, I have, I've had enough of me kind of going back and forth. I've had, I have too much evidence out here now to say that we are really at the end. There are things that are getting ready to happen, you all. And I shouldn't say in a minute because you know it's already so. There are things that's getting ready to happen that's going to make you forget all about the coronavirus. You're going to forget why people are wearing masks. And yet... That's the Lord telling his children, okay, get cleaned up. You should have been clean all along. Get cleaned up because I'm about to put on a rock and roll show for the planet. And I don't need you to be a part of that play. You're supposed to be an observer of the play. You understand what I'm saying? It's getting ready to be a great big old movie that's about to play out in Revelation. And some will be in the audience watching. That doesn't apply to me. And others will be a part of the story. You understand what I'm saying? So come on, Devon. I'm going to let Devon share. So I'm just encouraging you all. That was my message today. So listen to tomorrow's if it happens. Hallelujah. Before I give what the Lord says <clears throat> to me this morning, it is so, so vitally important that each and every one of you recognize what time we're in. The time that we're in, it's either you're on the Lord's side or you're not. And it's time to stop, as Pastor was saying, just getting close to the other side, but still saying you're on the Lord's side. You're not. Because when lightning strikes, it just strikes. And if you're in the area that it strikes, you will get hit. And it's so important that we realize what we are doing in this world at this time, who we are. Every moment of the day, your mind should be on what is God saying at the moment? Because the watchmen have already blowing the trumpet. Because the, the, the war is here. And if you are asleep, if you are groggy, you will not hear the distinct sound of the trumpet. There is a distinct sound that's going out in the earth right now. And there's so many in the body of Christ cannot hear the sound. They don't know that God is speaking and God is saying, be prepared. Be ready for what is about to come. Because if you are not ready, you will be overthrown. So this morning, 
the Lord asked me a question and I'm going to ask him the same, ask you the same question he asked me because this, this word is for the body here and also the body of Christ at large. And he asked me, he said, if you have made up your mind to become fit, to become healthy, to work out, would you do it one day out of the week? Who would do that? Just one, just take one day out of the week to say, I'm ready to, to be fit, I'm prepared, now I'm doing it. Who would take one day? And God said, this is what many in this church and also in the body of Christ are doing to him. They say they are ready. They say they want to be close to God, but they're taking one day to be close and the other days they're doing their own thing. When you make that commitment, he said, you will find any time, you will make any way so that you can do what is necessary to become fit. And so the word of the Lord says, bodily exercise profit little, but godliness. This is where he's trying to take us to. Godliness is profitable in all things. He said for you to study to show yourself approved unto him. The workman that is not being ashamed but rightly dividing the word of truth. And I was saying to myself, I said, Lord, what do you mean rightly dividing the word of truth? Rightly dividing the word of truth so when situation and circumstances confront you, you know what the word says. You don't have to call somebody to say, pray for me. You don't have to call somebody to say, do you have a word for me? The reason why many people do that is because they are not spending time in the word to know what they need to do when situation and circumstances come your way. So therefore, he said to me now, this is what I want my body to be like. Psalm 42, 1 through 2 in the Passion Translation, David says, I long to drink of you, O God, drinking deeply from the streams of pleasure flowing from your presence. My longings overwhelmed me for more of you. My soul thirsts, pants, and long for the living God. I want to come and see the face of God. And he said in 63, Psalm 63, 1 and 2, it says, Oh God of my life, I'm love struck for you in this weary wilderness. I thirst with the deepest longing to love you more, with cravings in my heart that can't be described. Such yearning grips my soul for you, my God. I'm energized every time I enter your heavenly sanctuary to seek more of your power and drink in more of your glory. It is time for us to continue to each and every day seek God. Let God be the forefront of your mind and what you say and what you do. Jesus said, I do nothing 
myself. Only what I see the Father doing. Let that be your testimony. That I only do what the Father tells me to do. Amen. Just like the children of Israel in the wilderness, some of you long for the meat of Pharaoh. Some of you continue to look behind, look behind. You reminisce about your days of sin, days of old. You reminisce about what could have been, what would have been had you been with that man. You reminisce about your old ministries that you were attached to and the way they did things. You long for what was bondage and slavery. You long for the things that kept you held in darkness, preventing you from moving into the promised land that the Lord has for you. But what it does is it does not just impact you. It impacts everything connected to you. And at this time in history, you cannot afford to look behind you, but you have to press forward to the mark, to the path that the Lord has set before you, not behind you. Because if you continue to look behind, you will be destroyed. You will be destroyed. The Lord has called us to live in holiness. You cannot live in holiness if your mind is continual continually focused on sin he is not fooled and he is not mocked and so the one that will lose will be you but he's calling you he's trying to draw you but now the time for grace is this much left you don't have time to play games with him you don't have time to play with sin Stop longing for the meat of Pharaoh. Stop complaining and murmuring in your heart. Stop getting upset about rebuke. You take it. You take it and you do what it's meant to do, which is to cleanse and purify your heart. You cry out to him and you say, Create in me a clean heart, Lord God. Renew a right spirit in me. But when he tries to do it, you buck. You complain. You murmur. 
He is not mocked and he is not fooled. Do what is necessary. Purify your hearts. Be open to the rebuke and take it because he chastises those that he loves. If he loves you, then he will chastise you. If he's not chastising you, then that means that he does not love you and he's the God that loves you. Take the rebuke. Take it all. Reflect and say, Lord, I am sorry. Repent and he will cleanse you from all unrighteousness. But stop looking behind to the sin that kept you bound. Move forward so that you don't continue to go in this circle, circling this same mountain of sin. Because if you do not, what's coming on the earth will come knocking at your door and you will not be able to stand. You will perish. But when you dwell in the shadow of the Most High, you will be safe from all. You don't have to live in fear. You don't have to long for what was behind because what's before you will be more wonderful than anything you could ever have imagined. So stop going around this mountain. Stop longing for the days of old. Stop longing for your old thing. I want that old thing back. That's one of the thoughts that's in some of your mind. Stop doing that because it's sin and it's stench unto the Lord. It is sin and stench unto him and it grieves his heart. Move forward. Press forward to the mark. To the high calling that the Lord has on your life. If you will stop longing for what's behind, what is before you can come to you quickly. But stop looking back. Amen. prophets gave was basically for you individually but what the Lord showed me um, I had a vision earlier the week and then I'm going to show the one he showed I'm going to tell you about the one he gave me today the one that he showed me is really for this whole planet um, and mainly for the United States I've been weeping all week just a sadness about the state of our country, but most of all, the sadness of the state of the church. Um, so I'm just going to show you, I'm going to say to you what I seen, and um, and that's all I can do because I, I understand it, but it's just painful. And I was, I was waking up with a vision, and in the vision, first it just started off as conversation. And I'm looking around because I'm hearing the conversation so clearly in the vision, but I'm not able to see the faces. And it was almost like a meeting or uh, some type of board meeting. That's the best way I can. That was an impression on me that I heard, even though I couldn't see the faces. And they were saying that they was trying to plot and and threaten really the Trump administration this is what I was getting so whether you like it or not this is just what I saw 
and they were talking and they were saying to the Trump administration, if Biden do not slide in, like get in without ease, that they will in return retaliate. Then my eyes shifted to a black box. Some was black, some was black and silver on the outside. But it was looked like, um, basically kind of looked like some type of um, bomb almost. But it was not quite a bomb. And so I'm seeing these black boxes. But the black boxes were spreaded in different states of the United States. And one of the locations was Atlanta. One was D.C. I'm trying to look because I'm trying to go back to that place. Kansas. It was Texas. It was a lot of different places, but it won't all the states. But it was just different states that these blocks was placed strategically. So as I'm looking at the boxes... Then I heard them say that if you try it to the Trump administration, if you try it, we will set them all off. And all of a sudden, I began to see that people's vehicles wasn't working anymore, cell phones wasn't working, like microwaves, nothing was working because all of this was like radioactive. They were setting those type of bombs so nothing would work. I came up out of the vision. As soon as I came up out of the vision, I saw EMP. I didn't know what that mean, EMP, so I looked it up. And it's what, if y'all in here from military, I have no clue, I'm just going by what I saw. And when I looked it up, it was like this little compact piece that you can attach it, um, I think, to the box, your electrical box in your house. You can put it towards your car. You could use it on certain things. And all the Lord said was to tell me, he said, tell the church they need to invest in it. And I just begin to wail out. Because just like Pastor Otha said, it's some things that are coming and you think you are ready and you are not so you just heard the prophets tell you get your house in order I'm not talking about your literally house which we need to do that but you need to get your spiritual house in order so as we second vision I had today as we were in here praying and I'm sitting there all of a sudden the roof comes off of this place and we are all rising and it was like we are rising and now we are in heaven so as we are praying and we are worshiping the Lord in heaven I look and I see all our musicians playing in heaven but what stuck out to me was Otha because I saw this angel come and he just grabbed him by his waist glory hallelujah and as he grabbed him, he just almost like glided in mid-air. We already in air, but it was higher. And he was playing. And as he was playing, what he was playing here, he was playing there. And I could see the angels moving to every, every string he plucked. They was moving. Because every note he was hitting was the sound that tickled the father's ear. 
I couldn't see the father's face, but all I knew was everything there was rejoicing with him playing. And as I'm seeing him playing, I see the angel carry him like it's almost like into the center of heaven, just above the throne. Thank you, Jesus. He's taking me right back. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And as you know, has a ballerina, they just spin. Or you see skaters, they spin. He was just spinning in mere air, steady playing, never stopped playing. And as he was playing, I saw that even all the musicians here were backing him. Then I looked again and I see women. It was like women, men, women, men, women, men. And they will come to the throne and the women will pull out their white dress and they will bow before the throne giving God praise. And I could see that some of them was women of lion heart. But as I looked and turned my head to the right, the altar was so long. And it was women from all over the planet and men from all over the planet. And when the women would come and bow, then they would spin just like he did. Just like he did. And they would vanish and then the men would come. And they would give thanks. But they would bow like this towards the throne of God. And then they began to spin. And this just went on. And then all of a sudden, what caught my attention was the shofar of an angel. And he was on the left. And as the angel was on the left, blowing the shofar, the angel on my left said, this is how earth should pay homage to the king of kings, God Almighty. The vision ended. And as the vision ended, I saw Zephaniah 317. So I got my Bible to look up what Zephaniah 317 said. And it said, The Lord your God is in your midst, a victorious warrior. He will exalt over you with joy. He will be quiet in his love. He will rejoice over you with the shouts of joy. Let me tell y'all something. Let me tell you. You don't want to be caught not being in the will of God. This thing is serious. I don't care who you are from young people to old. The grace that we had when Linnea said it was so true. It is very minimal. Judgment is not coming. It is here. People are doing things and they are reaping from it immediately. We have to be prepared. Prepare your children. All these video games and sitting down. You need to be making sure you instill the word of the Father. Because you're not even guaranteed to be here. So if you're not here, what will they do? You're going to be held accountable for these babies. If they don't know about Jesus. If they don't know about the kingdom. Your prayers, these couple of months that we are fasting and praying, 
You need to be praying for God to hold the hand back. Like he said, the election is already done. But what's going to happen after the election, regardless of who get in seat? The enemy is plotting, but we can change it. We can change it to be held back. The Lord is looking for his children, his church, his vessels to make a difference. He cannot do it without you. He needs vessels just like Satan needs vessels. He needs vessels, but he don't need any vessels. Your vessel need to be holy and pure. It needs to be clean. When you are praying, you need to make sure you are right. I'm going to tell you when I get on my knees, I'm constantly, it's taking me probably about 30 minutes just to get this flesh under subjection and repent because I know I don't got an attitude with somebody. I don't said something I probably had no business saying. When you're out, people do things. And you have to come and ask God to forgive you. It's stuff y'all holding on and y'all say, oh, I ain't got nothing against nobody. I'm good. Until the Lord bring that person back in your path. And he tell you, hey, I want you to do this for them. But Lord, you saw how they treated me. You saw what they did to me. I mean, this is the person that molested me and you want me to show this person love? This is the person that abandoned me. You want me to show them love? A good example is Joyce Myers. To go through what she went through with her parents and then the Lord said, I want you to get them, put them in the house and take care of them. But her doing that brought their salvation. So the very person that did you wrong, God may use you to be the light to them, to draw them in. If you are all about your family in this last days and you're not, now I'm not saying don't take care of you first. Take care of your house first. But if you financial stable where you can help somebody else, get the things that they need for what is coming, help them. We as the battle of Christ are one. We have to help each other. Because what's coming, the world, the government is not going to be able to help them. It's going to be the true church true church take these things we're telling you all seriously we're not wasting our time up here when Pastor Oth and Lorana they're giving us words they're trying to teach us how to live holy and we got attitudes some people and I left the church because you got an issue and then it's everybody else no it's you it's you Look at yourself. Everybody is not getting the same thing about you. Look at you. I was telling Pastor Oath, I think I texted him because after coming up out of that vision, I was so grateful to have a church called Lionheart. I'm so grateful to have a pastor and, and, and both our pastors here that's transparent with us where we get truth giving us books, giving us something to read. They ain't just reading the books and keeping them from themselves. They sharing them out. I think the last book he hadn't even finished, he didn't share it out. How many of you 
really reading, really studying your word. What are we really doing? This is not a plaything. We are grateful. I'm so grateful to them. So grateful to have a church where I can come and get realness. When I think back on the churches that I was at, I would be lost right now. I would be right back out there in the world like I'm not living this. But we are here and if you find yourself here because this is the place that God has called you to. If you are listening online and you don't have a church but you are faithful to the things of this ministry, God is going to take care of you. Not saying there's not a lot of other churches, y'all. I'm not saying that. There's some churches that are doing what we're doing. But I'm just thankful for my house, my parents. I'm thankful. So let's take the time. Don't fit God into your schedule. Fit your mess into God's schedule. Amen. Thank you.